The Wolf and Bull podcast was prepared, conducted, and hosted by the Wolf and Bull team in their personal capacity. This podcast is for expressive listening entertainment, and any views, ideas, or opinions may or may not extend past the boundaries of this podcast. Conversations or specific comments on behalf of the hosts and guests are for entertainment purposes only. Due to language and potentially offensive topics, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a very special episode of the Wolf and Bull Podcast. I am your very sultry, sexy, gorgeous wolf. And across from me, we have the man of mystery, the man of the hour, the man of all time, the bull. (laughs) And in addition to the bull... My co-host, we also have the lovely Beowulf. <laughs> it mixes perfectly with the music. You love that? Yeah. And before you decide to end your life after watching this brief 30 second <laughs> interlude, please remember that if you enjoy what you see and like what you watch, to subscribe. What you hear. Yeah. That the Irish emotions music? you feel. In that sultry, what was that? Jazz, sexy music, you know, literally sexy. Those music. Those did not blend together. Uh, well, it's episode sixty-nine. You know? Sixty-nine, sixty-nine, episode sixty-nine, <laughs> and we're filming near four twenty. Near four twenty p.m. Oh, I was gonna say like it's October. Yeah, you like that? Sixty-nine, four twenty. We that did. was a just. A lot of noise for the last. You know what? You like, uh, There was like, you know what? The the music at the beginning, mm. smooth jazz, a little wolf howl, all blended, and then suddenly it went to cowbell, <laughs> and then it went into Irish jig mode. Like I, I thought she was going to get up and do a, a what is it called? A river dance. God bless anyone who's listening to this in the morning on their commute. They had quite oh. the introduction to their day. They're not going to fall asleep with that. That's for no. damn sure. I should probably get a proper reminder. If you like what you hear, if you like what you see, follow us on Instagram. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe. subscribe. See us on TikTok. Five-star review on all podcast yeah. well, they, platforms. platforms. There we go. I was like, what are all podcast thingies. Podcast thingies, yeah. Oh, oh. Think so, mm-hmm. It helps a lot. It's a special yes, week. It, it is. Episode 69. Is it special? It is. Is it very special? It is this most most specialist. Do you ever really become an adult <laughs> if you just utilize? Where are you going? Where I'm you going not sure where this no, is No, I just mean. <laughs> where are you going with this? What are we doing? <laughs> That's not what I meant. It's episode 69. No. <laughs> episode 69. I just mean this is very teenage boy behavior. <laughs> Let, he's he's let already you feeling nostalgic about his teenage years. Honestly, that kind of works <laughs> with yeah. the music. It's in the same key. It's great. Okay, Perfect. but that's enough of that. So, I'm doing great. <laughs> How are Where you are doing? We? Episode 69, 420. 
How are you doing? 420 on 10, what is it, 1018? Yeah. Yeah, that's 1018. That's not a thing. A date that will live in infamy. How's 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 the bull doing? The bull's doing great. The bull's always doing good. Fit. This blue shirt. I can't help but sway with this music, though. Blue, blue shirt. He's got flowers on it. Are those flowers? Are those flowers? Are flowers? I, I think he's preparing for a tropical he's vacation. Preparing that would vacation. be a good thing. Tropical vacation. Vacation. Very nice. Okay, enough of this music. It's killing me. Uh, Beowulf, how are you? I'm just great. I got It's 4.20 in the afternoon, you said, and I've got a cup of coffee, so I'm going to mm. be up late. Well, near, this is about my cutoff. It's near 4.20. So it's not at, we have to be caffeine affect you first. Didn't always, but in the last, I would say probably year or so I've realized that there's a time. If I start having it, I stay up way later, way easier. So I guess that's normal, but also I have quite a headache and I thought some drugs in the form of caffeine and coffee might help. Well, trust (laughs) me, by the time this episode is over, you'll have a headache for a different reason. Oh, I can't wait. How are you doing, Wolf? We didn't even ask you. I don't even have to say the joke. I missed it. I don't. I don't know what he's talking <laughs> By the time you're done with this 69 grams of coffee, <laughs> you'll have a headache for a different reason. <laughs> sorry, I'm 12. I'm 12. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's just, it's really important. I'm happy about this. He's 12 and he's, I'm, I could go down a down a path here, yeah, but I'm, yeah. I don't know if I should go down a path. Well, what's already been gone down? Because I'm usually just standing up in my <clears throat> meadow. Yeah. No, really. How are you? What I'm you okay. Mean? You're okay? I'm good. Yeah. Are Episode you? 69, you're, 420. You're, you you yeah. had a little you had, I had a little oopsie accident. daisy. I had an oopsie daisy. An accident a during oopsie the 69th had a oopsie daisy before we filmed episode 69. His really soda exploded hard all over to clean the up. Table. You, you took the he joke. Some, you you a, took a, the joke. He had a... Oh, I'm sorry. Premature explosion there of uh, oh, yeah. beverage. Yeah, premature. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Okay, yeah, no, I'm great. Uh, ready to hop into the episode. Today is a special episode. The bull is going to moo. Moo. He's going to moo. Bulls don't moo. They kind of grunt and yeah. I think this was a bull suggested topic. It was a bull suggested to a subject. 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 Subject today. We were sitting around Subject. our little round table the other day and he started sending videos from the internet in a rapid succession to our uh, group which is, chat. Which is rare for me. Not videos about 69. That oh was my not what God. we were sending. No, no not that's not what we were sending. No, yeah. videos about the topic of today's episode. It, and the topic population. is? The which, population. The which population. way is it going? Which well, way are we headed? <laughs> Are we headed toward with this music continual growth? Are we headed toward population collapse? Mm. Is it somewhere in between? Mm. Well, what is the message we're hearing out there in the world? What's the message our governments give us? What is the message our families are telling us? Very much all over the place from my personal perspective, I think. Yes, I I think so. Actually, diving into this a little bit gave me a perspective on some of the generational stuff that that comes up. And and maybe we can even, I was going to say, get some conclusions 
to our questions, but that's never the case. That's not what our job is. Mm. Our job is to throw stuff out there for people to contemplate, to ingest, to probably jump up and down and yell and scream and say we're wrong all the time because, you know, we're only right 100% of the time, 60% of the time, right? Yeah. Huh. I can never the, remember. Yeah, we, we're right 100% of the time, 60% of the yes, time. I can never remember. No. Of course, of course. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's it's a interesting topic. I do think that different generational okay, bef- norms. Before we get into this, bef- be- let's the three of us decide. Which do we believe? Is zero pointed up or is it pointed down? Or do we have a inverse relationship on this, the 69th episode? As in, do we believe that the population... <laughs> <laughs> Is increasing or decreasing? Is that what you're asking? Yes, I'm talking about world population. We can talk about other things. But do you believe, as the United Nations says, that we're going to be at like 11.2 billion Lots by the babies. end of this century? No. Lots or of do you coming. believe the contention that things are turning around and going the other way and we'll never even surpass nine? No babies. No I babies. Think, I don't think we're going to pass Okay, so you're, you're, 11 you're, at all. you're saying we're... we're we're headed down or leveled off or whatever, right? Yeah, I think so. What about you, Wolfie? <laughs> Interesting you ask. See, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. This music's not appropriate for this episode. I think it's perfect. Sure it is. But I'm going to play it anyway. And I truly believe, to your point, that the arrow could be up, it could be down, and if you're CNN, it's both. I'll leave you at that. Are you saying that a news organization? Is- no, no, what I'm He's saying. He's saying like everything. It's in the spin zone. In spin who zone, knows. of course. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I don't think it's going to hit 11 billion. I think we're downtrending in almost every. Well, first of all, Western country, country for sure, but even in third world countries, there and I is think a we'll downturn. get in. We'll get into some of the numbers. This is going to be more of a, you know, it's it's like most of our subjects that Scott you know more data than you can ever reveal in any given podcast like this but nor would you want to reveal all to the reveal data the data yeah all the data you wouldn't want to reveal all of it yeah it is episode 69 and some data should stay sometimes it's better to hidden keep, keep the in the bedroom oh my god sometimes it's just better okay, no, to, i'm done i'm done to, <laughs> on, so. sometimes you just want to yell out Keep your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> when will it end? Not, when it will won't. It end? Not if you're Jeffrey Tubin. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. I think we have a he's, monologue he's to jump into. YouTuber. Yes. We can jump into the monologue. Is there any intro music to the monologue? Or that's just over the top of it? I don't know if I can actually do it over the top of it like that, but I'll try. Do it. Do it. So do it's it. a human race. It's a race up or it's a race down. But it is a race. And I have questions. First, are we destined for galactic greatness? Or are we a blight on this planet? A virus scheduled for self-annihilation? Question two. Are we the progenitors of a spacefaring race of philanthropic humanoids? Or are we ruining our cosmic capsule with our consumptive nature? Perhaps. Question number three. 
are we to overcome the cacophony of calamity, cataclysm, catastrophe, and collapse? Or are we doomed to evaporate into the history of our universe, having left only the stain of our darker nature upon the sanctuary we call Earth? These and others are the questions that we pose and hope to answer in today's episode. Now, as we look upon you both, Mm -hmm. history is strewn with the remnants of ideology bent on managing the human race in a sustainable way. Dictators and kings, religions and governments, restricting ideas and spreading knowledge, all have and often still play pivotal roles in understanding, thus controlling, the nature of human or any biological entity and its need to fulfill its genetic program for procreation and expansion. Now, when I was a young bull, there seemed to be room. There was fresh air. There was a sense that you could be alone if you wished to, six feet apart or more, with no problem. Part of this was a perspective growing up in a more rural area and not being part of the urbanization of our country or, frankly, the world. But part of this was real. In the 50s, there were approximately 2.5 billion people on this planet. By 2011, 7 billion. That's 60 years to triple our global population. And it's just been estimated to have surpassed 8 billion. Now, in 52, 1952, the average global family had five children. Not U.S., but global family had five children. Now, that number is significantly less than three. It's 2.4 is the going number per children, per global family. I can certainly see why the crystal ball of population forecasting seemed very clear at the time. We were shortly to outpace our ability to sustain that kind of population growth. Resources would diminish and eventually deplete themselves, followed closely by apocalyptic consequences to our reign as masters of this world. And it was certain that we dragged the whole planet into the wake of our demise. But the Earth, ah, she's always had corrective measures ready for anyone to drive toward, per, per, toward, excuse me, toward supremacy. Humans are to be looked at as just another in the long line of developed organisms doomed to the stratum of geologic record. And certainly, if the Earth didn't take the initiative, then we would eventually commit suicide. Inevitable? even if not intentional. These Malthusian crises abound still today. Famine, disease, war were often seen as the fulcrum of a balanced scale. You don't have to look far afield or into our recent past to see the effects of all these things. But is this the real story? We're only part of the play. Is the population bomb real? Or are we headed toward an empty planet? Let's step to the edge, as we always do, in search for answers together. There were only 2.5 billion people in 1950? Yes, slightly before my time, but not much. Yeah. Big difference, huh? Wait a second. I did not realize that. I had no clue that that was the number. Yeah, and I have my opinions on this. Tell us. Well done. Oh. With the monologue. (laughs) Except for yes. stumbling over my tongue halfway through. Well done. Thank you. It's a skill. Thank you. It's an art. It's 
not easy. <laughs> it's Mastered hard, it's by hard, two here. It's hard being the uh, 69 master. I, I think you are home, jeez. <laughs> Can you not, please? You know what I'm talking about. Or maybe you do. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it definitely uh, is good. It's good. I think that we should give some insight on some things. We, Absolutely. There's plenty of insight to give. 100%. Population control means a lot of things to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And as we like to do here on the Wolf and Bull, I think it makes sense to dive into what overpopulation is. You touched on this on your notes. And I think I will give a definitional period for overpopulation so people understand where we're coming from. If you've lived under a rock and you don't know what overpopulation is, Uh, by MVU, and also overpopulation can result from an increase in births, a decline in mortality rates against the background of high fertility rates. Advocates of population moderation cite issues like quality of life and risk of starvation and disease and human pressures on the environment as a basis to argue against continuing high human population growth and for population decline. So, my thoughts. Yes. As they have been for... The last half of season two. We're coming up on season three soon. Mm-hmm. Got some surprises for you. Because uh, this is episode 69, so. Right. Know, gotta give some surprises. Oh, but, uh, oh anyway. Oh uh, but uh, yeah, so um, Generation had a lot of babies in the 50s, right? Right. Baby boomers. Same generation also jumped on the bandwagon of climate change at that time. Known as global global warming, changed for marketing purposes. Fifties, sixties, seventies, same population okay. made that push for it during the sexual sexual revolution. Now, my analysis, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, is that there were some individuals that were cited in both these notes because the bull and I think quite alike. A specific individual, his name was Paul Ehrlich. He wrote population a book bomb. called Population Bomb. Which warned about an allegedly impending disaster of overpopulation that would bring worldwide famine and basically the end of all time with civil strife and collapse of society. We almost have to go back a a little bit in time from him to see how he repopularized a particular economist and population control guy. True. Go ahead. Um, so, so I guess my point being is this individual made multiple claims. He made claims in 1970, predicting the world's population would outstrip food supply. In 1969, he warned Britain's institution of bio, uh, Institute of Biology, quote unquote, if I were a gambler, I would take even money on that England would not exist in the year 2000. And on the first Earth Day, which was April 22nd, 1970, Ehrlich warned in 10 years, all important animal life and animal life in the sea will be extinct. Well, when will these warnings become true? Because I've heard similar things pretty much every year of my life. So to my, my point, I think that now all those things have been shown to be false. And the only reason why we are even discussing any of this is because of the spin, the question 69 false yet. Uh, All those statements that he made were false yet because the only thing you have to apply to that is time he he said there yeah the time he got the timing wrong that's mm-hmm. like nostradamus saying this ha- will happen in 2020 and that was yeah. two years ago and it didn't happen right this yeah. is the same kind of thing but the the 
the the idea of there's a I love to use the term tipping point because it, it reminds me so much of the book you read recently and mm-hmm. and how things ride to an edge and then they tip, right? Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Yes, exactly, the tipping point. So Thomas Malthus, who I mentioned as a Malthusian crisis, he's the one that they gave him those terms for famine, war, and disease mm-hmm. back in the... I think I don't even know. He was he was born in 1766, died in 30, 1834. Mm. But he he was a population growth prediction expert at the time. Yeah. And he basically said the same kinds of things that um, Ehrlich is it Ehrlich? Ehrlich Ehrlich said or Ehrlich Ehrlich no, Ehrlich. I don't know. Population Ehrlich. bomb. He's basically saying, "Hey, this the population the way it's going right now, this is back in the early 1800s, is not going to be able to keep up with the demand for food. Mm. Now, we understand now, moving forward, that there are amazing techniques on how to grow things and how to produce more out of every acre, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The question becomes, is is there still a tipping point for that? In the future, With if, if the numbers are like the UN says, and we're going to go to 11... Point two billion. By the way, and if you move the, we'll talk about replacement numbers soon, fertility rates, etc. But if you move the fertility rate that the UN uh, uses for their number of eleven point two billion by twenty one hundred, if you move that up half a half a person, in other words, everybody has half more baby. I know people have half a baby, <laughs> but if they got half a baby more, it would be sixteen billion. Yeah, not eleven point two. So. so so you can see where people can fudge these numbers in all kinds of ways. Yeah. So the question becomes is what's reality? Back in the day of these guys, the Malthus, the reality was we don't make food fast enough and we're, our populations are growing like crazy and people are going to starve and die. Pretty easy to identify that as a possibility mm-hmm. until you start applying new technologies to the ability to grow food. Which you think scientists would do. Which they did, Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they start, okay, well, the they advent of medicines. Well, I mean. You didn't have now. You didn't have to put a leech on everybody except George Washington when something went wrong. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, specifically, I mean, specifically, yeah, Hoppy. Original Chad. Yeah, Chad original Hoppy. Chad. Uh, specifically, when I meant scientists, I mean the scientific community. It, look, the problem I have with all this, specifically with the overpopulation argument, and specifically with the climate change argument, and specifically with the... Uh, opposite of the artificial intelligence positivity is that there seem to be similar characters in every single one of these narratives that takes the most depressing or overtly optimistic position on something. And everyone in the scientific community says, well, of course. So Ehrlich, he got 16 awards for being completely wrong. One of them from uh, and this is from the scientific community. One of them, including the 1990 Crawford Price, which was the Royal Swedish Academy of Scientists' highest award for being wrong, incorrect. So we give awards awards to people who prove our innate human bias. Mm-hmm. That's not my only with it. award for being wrong, but on the right side of somebody else's thinking. Mm-hmm. This goes to something we've talked about a million times. We can get into it as a tangent, but there's this this educated elitist thinking with mm-hmm. almost everything we talk about that, that swerves everything in a direction of, of not just bias, but the desire for people to hold power over others 
in one sh- way, shape, in the or another. Worst possible way. It, it is. Yeah. If you think about this, this situation of overpopulation, and I, I, I got to tell you, I watched a small video of a nineteen, or excuse me, two thousand eighteen, like a five minute video of of Bill Gates mm-hmm. talking about the Bill and Gates uh, uh, Foundation. Oh, William. And and well, he had this William, William. interesting William. little little highlighted table and he put these little things on to show the graph of population since 1700s or i think it was before that up and how it how um that thing and we'll talk about some of the reasons the population starts to decline the replacement value is going down which are very interesting and counterintuitive to malthus and others but he he showed how getting people healthier Mm -hmm. worldwide especially children doesn't increase the population it continues to decrease it. Yeah. And I it, the, the argument he made was perfectly fine, but the, the voice he used, especially at the very end, he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, I'd have to go get the exact words, but he basically goes, and that's why we can get excited about the health of children in the world, helping children get healthier in the world. By taking As uh, if he wouldn't things. have been excited yeah. if the population would have continued to rise or stay the same. It was like his identifying this situation as helping population decline overall in the world is code for, I said it in the in the intro, we're a freaking virus. That's the mm-hmm. way a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. The environmentalist groups, uh, it's not ubiquitous, of course. There's some that do and some that don't, but there are a lot of people. There are, there are organizations in California and the United States, all over the world, that have a, a, their name around the idea of understanding thus codifying the idea of population control, whatever their terminology is. Bring swans back to the Venice but, Canal. But that's and all such that a stuff. slippery slope. Yeah, I mean, during the pandemic, everybody's, there's, there's dolphins in the, the canals in Venice. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's awesome. Who cares? Yeah. So should we wipe out half the human yeah, no, population no, because the, of it? This is, the, the, the answer that I have to stupid bullshit like that is who cares? Who cares? Because Apparently they, somebody does. They don't though. Because they if they do. did, no, but they don't. Because if they did, they wouldn't live in their house, which is made entirely of plastic. So they, this is this is this is where I, this is. Look, I get what you're saying. Some people believe that they actually care about something. They don't really care about it though. And every single well, the action question is what do they care about? Every single act, their own bias and their own pride. Every single action that someone takes in relation to the environmental movement. If you're not living in a hut, and if you're not advocating for hunting animals as a way of culling overpopulation of animals and if you're not making the argument of i don't know making sure that we stop polluting entirely and that includes from every perspective not just from where you think to be completely poignant in other people's lives but in your own life then you're full of shit that's my opinion of it Hot and and I, people and people can yeah. people can get all mad at me for that but at the end of the day all this all this nonsense all this overpopulation nonsense comes from a very particular category of individual. And that particular category of individual, yes, they're aging, but they've also passed their terrible ideas to their kids. You, you, Am I wrong? Always, why is it always generational blame? Because it has to start somewhere. It's Look, taught, Everybody right? in my generation doesn't think the way you're saying I'm not saying think. everyone does. Right, so why don't we qualify saying the mass. this? It's, it's, I don't even know if it's a mass. Maybe mm-hmm. it is. Maybe there's more wealth. And if we're talking about the United States... The, the the there's a huge number of baby boomers and they control the majority of all the wealth in this country and all the politics and all the you can see and all that the education the, the, okay and we're talking about that yeah. we're talking about a worldwide phenomenon here mm-hmm. okay but everyone and, and we're also talking about 
so there's two things that are colliding here. Mm-hmm. There's there's economics, and then there's generational aspects where the the philosophy of the elite, if you will. Mm. I think those two things collide. Uh, Not I think, the, and they collide and form. I don't think the, it's only the philosophy of the elite, though. That's a, that's the problem. Is I think that I the philosophy of the elite permeated through the sexual revolution into everyone who wasn't elite as well, and those people who eventually became. Well, we'll elite, talk about why those permeated through and why this this is cultural movements a, and well, popularization it's not just that. from. I, I think news it goes media. back to something we talked about many many times, and it's this: it's the uh, consumption and distribution of information. Yeah, news media and platforms and mm-hmm. things like that. I think that is the biggest indicator of a lot of the things we're going to talk about but you know you're absolutely right with your hot take this if if you it's it's throwing stones at at other people when you live in a glass house right it's 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 um it's deciding that what you believe is best for everybody excluding your own circle well because that's the truth what's funny about that though and it, I agree, you're correct. But what's funny about that is that viewpoint from that particular person not only excludes their own activity, but then buys into stuff that's a complete and total lie. We can see that with the recent uh, with the recent questioning of certain things from the medical community that a lot of people chose to ingest uh, per the recommendation of the federal government, which you did not have to do because it was not a law. Um, and now people are criticizing it. And then they're coming out and saying, I guess we were wrong. You know what? Apology accepted, but... Uh, why is it that it took you two fucking years to figure that out? Same thing with the overpopulation. Why is it as ta- Why hasn't it taken? Why- Here's the question that I have for everybody. Somebody's angry because I because it's worth to be. It's worth being angry about. You're my, right. it's, it's my fucking problem now. Uh, why is it that it took 40, 50 years for the scientific community, which is full of people who are not my age because we're just now entering into it, to then redact all their terrible decision making and their terrible viewpoints when it comes to comes to comes to population, and now, by the way, also imposing terribly not thought out answers to the problem. Look, I love solar. Solar makes sense. I also love nuclear. Why have we let nuclear sit in the fucking water for for forty years? Literally. Because of because so look sitting in the water. Here, here's the funny thing: we talk about me, media and we talk about all this nice. stuff. That's why I said it. <laughs> we talk about all this stuff. So here's a few things that are uh, I don't know overpopulation narratives that were wildly popular: Soylent Green, Wally. Uh, it, what what else? Uh, there was also every, I put a every list. apocalyptic movie. Every out single there one talks and about every single one of those. Elysium, Kingsman, Elysium, Kingsman, The Purge. Yep, every Avengers single one Endgame. of them. Every single one of them. Most of them were directed, produced, and pushed out by a specific demographic of people. Now, I don't hold it against them because <laughs> they you do. Well, here's, but you here's do. the thing: I don't hold it against them in a vindictive way. I hold it against them in a responsibility way. Because the real funny thing about that particular demographic is they're the wealthiest of all time, and then they're going to leave the earth and not have any responsibility over the problem. Okay, they created. well, let's let's draw this out a little further. Because mm-hmm. the policies those idiots put in place, no matter what age they are, mm-hmm. who was who was the group that voted them in the in the last election? The no, yes. in the last election, what specifically? The no, millennial, not specific. The millennials did really the millennials. Well, according the, to everything I read, and here's the funny thing about that is the demographic that pushed them through was female, and the demographic that had the sexual revolution that was pushed by the boomers female why does everything? I don't understand your your focus on the boomers. I really don't. I don't understand you, the deference. I don't care. I know you don't because you're not a part of the problem. 
That's the, that's my whole point is I don't think you're a part yeah, of the problem I'm in that category. Yeah. But if I'm in a category where everyone in my category is racist, I'm not going to defend everyone for being racist. My point, And I'm not saying that you are. I'm saying that the whole thing with the boomers and that was a, probably a hyperbolic example. My, my point being is the whole thing with the boomers is that they're they, they they're going to not have to deal with these problems. They're retiring and leaving it to everyone else who, by the way, everyone else listened to what they said. We don't have kids because of what they said. We don't have uh, a, yeah, a, a you family have kids because of what they said based off of the teaching and education. That's not very uh, supportive. Right. You know of how family to, and you know how to family change stuff? that whole thing. You can't because of time to do exactly what you're saying right now. Don't listen to them. You can't go backwards in time. <laughs> I'm not telling you to. So that's 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 my I'm point. telling you if, so, you if you want to overcome the power of the boomers. It's to have more kids than the boomers. But if we're a smaller amount of people who've had, then you're going to have to really kids, pump it up, and, and you're going to have to not be doing. And we're the, older, and most people don't believe what I'm talking about because they've been inoculated in a certain look, viewpoint of the world. I, I agree. A, not a problem to the be decision, overcome. The decisions of previous generations affect generations down the line: one, two, three, four, many, many, maybe forever. Mm-hmm. That's always been the history sure. of every generation. Not saying okay. that that, not saying that the millennials will be omitted. I guess my my point being is it's it's one of those instances where it's really hard not to be frustrated because I'm directly impacted by it. Okay, but not from you. So so let me let me go. You, you stated something about the '60s, '50s, etc. And mm-hmm. there was this huge population boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, there there truly was in in, in all over the world. I mean, the, you you go to the the average was I think I said five children per family globally mm-hmm. it's a lot less than that here so you can imagine other places in the world yeah but there was a population boom and these leaders whoever they are at this point we can look at particular leaders all kinds of things but they looked at this and they said holy mackerel 1950 was 2.5 everything looks like this era was pointed into oblivion because we don't have we don't have the technology or the understand or the proper i said it in the monologue the crystal ball was very clear for them at that time, that this was getting out of control and they had to do something about it. I don't think it was. And the reason I don't think it was is because there are plenty of instances, prime example, with the recent episode that we will have coming out soon with a, a very impactful individual in the health industry where they made the same analysis, but their answer and response was, well, we can't read the future. So we can read the future when it comes to population, but we can't read it when it comes to food and what we should eat. We can try to read the future if people think it's going back to your environmentalist thing that you mentioned a bit ago. Mm-hmm. People are using the same stuff with that that they did with this population yeah, thing back 100%. in the early sixties and late fifties. They're they're making it apocalyptic. So they're saying because and yeah. you, you asked earlier, and I, I I truly believe this. The the way this like Ehrlich and these other people got extremely popular is to be extremely negative. Because human beings are are magnets to that shit. Mm-hmm. Moths do a flame. And, and it's, it's like, why do we know the name Nostradamus today, right? Because he predicted all this grave stuff to happen. It never happened. If you have predicted that everything is going to be rainbows and butterflies, nobody would have listened to him or cared. Well, so this goes back to my whole point about the frustration is this particular group, which stems now into millennials and to Zoomers, apathy trickles down. Just like, you know, when it comes to politics, it trickles down in the community. So... It's going to continue trickling down until people realize that you shouldn't take either end. You shouldn't be overtly pop, uh, po- uh, positive and you shouldn't be overtly cynical. And the whole thing with all that is not that I look, I, there's nothing that, that can be done. So my, my, my criticisms might be a little too harsh, 
With that being said, the unfortunate part about it is that the problems that demographics past that face are unsolvable. Whereas this particular demographic can just leave the earth and be totally fine. <laughs> They're dead. What are you talking about? Don't yeah, no more problems. So, well, so, it's, so my, it's true for all of humanity ever. Well, yeah, but there's a difference between the ones that have tons of calamity and tons of problems that happen to them and then die as opposed to the ones that live in opulence and then die. There's a difference, right? Uh, maybe uh, for in a snapshot of time to so that person, but not for alive. the big scope of history. Yeah, but, but again, uh, well, I think you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Half those boomers, they were youth during the end of the World War II, and yeah. half of them didn't have so, their parents anymore because one of them didn't come home. So you'd understand that they should probably not have taken the hyperbolic position of the end of the world after coming out of something that proved to not you know be what the end they of the did? world. They thought either, I mean, you got to remember, Back in the, the 50s, you could go to Sears and Roebuck and order a bomb shelter. Mm-hmm. For how much? I don't know how much. That's my it, point is you could even do it. The, Can't do it the now. point is, is that there was enough fear about the end of the world in all kinds of directions that people would order bomb shelters. Yeah, but people do that with weapons today. I mean, it's it I, hasn't I'm, I'm, changed. Okay, I, I but guess, you're saying it has. No, I'm you're saying, saying there's, a, there's a series of opulence mm-hmm. that these people in the 50s and 60s had. Right, mm-hmm. Up that we now, don't have yes. today. To the same degree, no, not at all. They didn't have air conditioning, man. What are you talking about? I'm not talking about just 50s and 60s. I'm, I'm just, talking up until this point. I, all I'm saying is, every decade you could look at the previous decade and say, "Wow, they had a lot more than we had." Not necessarily. And then you could at the same time, but they didn't have this. Not they necessarily. Didn't have not yeah, not necessarily. necessarily. So, so we can look. You can talk about the the ease of convenience, right? So we have the internet and we have cell phones. Um, Quality of life is probably better for the most part, piece wise, but it won't be because there'll be less people. Because people won't be able to work, there'll be less qualifications. There's less people. There'll be less qualifications, so education will be harder to get, more expensive. Dude, so you'll be indebted. If there's to less th- people, will there be more or less war? It depends. If war is a if, young person's thing, not an old person. Uh, uh, sure, thing. I understand that, but the war can also translate into other problems. If there's no roar in war and we don't have people to work jobs, then there's problems in that scenario. If we don't well, have people they believe who, that you're not going to work jobs, if we don't, they're going to fill that technological. If we don't have people who are willing to take those jobs and then teach them to other people, opening up their industry to allow for growth within their industry, then the problems in, in that industry collapse. If we don't have areas within politics that are relinquished by people who are a thousand fucking years old to people who should run the country as opposed to people who can't remember their name. Then we have political issues. So my whole point being is that the, 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 the issue on this is more of a criticism of a group of individuals who have influenced the other group, a part of their group in a negative way that has now come down to the point of, as I've said before, they're closing the door. And when it comes to shrinking population, that's a biological evidentiary point that I can point to and say, so hmm, they who made, taught. So they made a freaking so, conscious decision when they had kids your conscious. age. About conscious. You said they know. You said they know. You can be aware of something and still make If a, you're aware of it, then you make okay, a conscious so decision let me to, say, to say... Not malicious. I a didn't conscious say malicious. Decision. So I, I'm taking it back. Yes. Conscious, maybe. Malicious, no. Okay. Well, then if I'm not... Make, okay. Here, let me give you an example. I have... I don't have a malicious bone in my body. I just don't. I, I, I wish I did sometimes. I don't. I have three kids. Mm-hmm. I brought them up. As best as I know, mm-hmm. I want them to have better lives than I had. I don't know if that means they'll have more money than me. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't know what that constitutes for them. I'm hoping one way, shape or another that they have 
a perspective on life yeah. and a belief system and a willingness to strive and to do things that they want to do better than me. Yeah. So if I've, if, if 30 years from now I'm gone and my kids look back and say, God, my dad was fucking wrong, man. He steered me in the wrong direction. But I don't, I'm not making a personalized observation. I'm just personalizing this bigger argument you're making. But you can't personalize a group. You look, look, we can talk, we can talk about your situation. And I agree with you. I think you did a great phenomenal job. I don't care about me. Yeah. But so then my point is we shouldn't make it about you then. The criticism is about the group of individuals and every decision up until 2022 so far, some of it's been made with good intentions. A lot of it has resulted in terrible fucking shit that I and this one over here are going to have to deal with by proxy, despite the wonderfulness that you were able to impose in her life and in my life. So that's the problem here. That's like, so for example, if every millennial became an anarchist, do we just not have problems with millennials? I mean, like, so if every boomer makes decisions that were turned out to be mistakes and then chooses to eventually get old and not be able to change those mistakes because they didn't really think through the mistakes, then it's still a problem and it's still something to be labeled with them. And Just like with supposedly millennials. Supposedly what you should do, all of us as individuals or groups, is learn from the history, right? Supposedly. Okay. But so again. why blame the history? Just learn from it. Well, you can't, history you is the can't, history. But, it ain't coming back. It but, ain't being changed. You get well, yeah, it is. It's being rewritten, and you can't come back to this point of learning from history if it's not taught to be learned from. Does that make sense? Am I no. making okay? So no. I, go to I agree school. here. I agree with your your anger. I really do. I don't think it's not it's about a, it's not about it's anger. Sure. It's a, it's not. I'm not like I'm not spending my days like angry at at, at this the moment. Okay. My 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 point is so. I get it. Learn from the history. How do you learn from history that in 2020 we decided to say doesn't doesn't exist? Doesn't matter. Answer my question. 1619. How do you how do you learn from history if you're taught by the very people who taught you that history that they were ultimately wrong? Okay. With something that wasn't did you history. Learn, did you learn prior to somebody coming up with the 1619 project what that history was? I did, yes. Okay. And I believed and it. When did the 1619 project come out? 2020. Okay. So if you're already set in stone and you're already blaming that that generation for fucking you up, mm. okay? I'm not blaming them for that. And then the same person, a, a different person in that same generation, which she is, mm. comes up with a whole different series of things that constitute new version of what they had already taught us. Doesn't that tell you not to listen to them? It depends on who you are. <laughs> if you're me and all three of us here who've actually learned history and have a solid understanding of it, then we say, yeah, you're an idiot. That's actually a political position that you actually said after the fact of publishing it. Most people don't do that. So the whole point I'm making is not a matter of, look, this is, this is more complicated, in my opinion, than how I'm making it out to be, because we can tie it into the educational system. Critical thinking is not taught until college. That much is true. And even in college today, it's not really taught because you can see the amount of people who've just jumped on the bandwagon and decided to radicalize over something that no offense was not a positive thing that occurred, but also was not the end of the fucking world. So my whole point when it comes to all of this is, should we lay blame entirely? No, I understand that the millennials and the Gen Xers and everyone past boomers and before boomers played a part as well. But should we just shrug our shoulders I'm not I saying don't shrug so. her shoulders at all. And I totally agree that the if there is a blame label to place, it's in the time frame of, I don't know, early 60s to 90s. 2000. Yeah, late 90s. If you look at policies, you look at things that different different countries did in terms of 
putting together incentive not to have kids. If you come down to one thing, mm. if you looked at one thing that would draw this back into a into a an argument about why we are in decline in terms of population overall, you could look at urbanization mm-hmm. and the consequences for urbanization and what that does to our our perspective on relationships and roles. Okay, when when we're in an agrarian society and we're out rurally and we're all on farms, no matter what country you are, having you know seven kids over here is a huge asset. Yeah. Now, if that family a couple of generations from now moves to New York City in a small apartment and isn't farming for itself, it's no longer those kids asset. are a liability. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, from a sheer economic standpoint. On top of that, you go from a society that has its relationship with the females in that society very bound by structure that says, you know, all the aunts and uncles, hey, when are you going to have your children? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? I mean, in in religion says that overall. Religion Mm -hmm. says, you know, uh, go go out and and multiply. Yeah, thank you. You Multiply, right? And so you move into an urban setting, those things start to diminish. Why? I, I personally think it's education i I personally believe it's primarily well not location but education i agree i think um it there's also i know speaking as a female you know i used to think it was crazy that my mom had me when she was my age now and now i'm my age and childless and i'm like i guess it wasn't that weird after all (laughs) but um i think you know more more females are also, you know, starting careers and, and, and pushing off child rearing until later on in life, which there are options today to do that. However, a lot of women, at least, I mean, just from personal experience, a lot of women in my life have had a lot of trouble with conceiving when they even want to by the time they're even my age. So there's this whole dynamic there and, you know, there's a lot to it that you could argue that certain waves of feminism have changed this a lot. The sexual revolution. Specifically the sexual revolution. Um, uh, You know, contraception and the use of, you know, condoms, birth control. I mean, and now it's not even just pills anymore. You can get an IUD. You can get, uh, put in your arm. There's all sorts of options that were not readily available too long ago. And now, you know, in most places in the United States, you can get this for free too. It's not even cost prohibitive anymore for a lot of people. So the question but, I have is why do people desire that? And look, I'm not to suggest that we can't have contraception. I don't want to make that argument, nor do I want to make the argument that all of everything that came out of the sexual sexual revolution is bad. I don't think everything that came out of it was bad. My question though, and this goes back to my frustration is why is it? Why? Do we keep going from far right to far left? We can't seem to be in the same fucking middle. Because here's the thing. Education for women is phenomenal. I think women and men should have the same level of education. I don't think there should be any preference. I don't think there should be any favoritism. I don't think people, unless based on the merit of their skill and who they are based on what they've done on their decision, should get any level of recognition unless based on those things. That's my position on life for everything. If you haven't proven yourself, then you need to prove right? yourself. 
So, yes, exactly. And today, the unfortunate part about things, specifically from the sexual revolution, is there's been a hyper swing on both ends that we can tie back, unfortunately, to a specific time period, which has been permeated through society. Look, I wasn't born in a, 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 a an egg separate from everyone else. I went through these same things. I took accelerated classes in high school. I took the same classes that people who are now graduating with $140,000 in debt took before they took the $140,000 of debt in college. So I understand the type of teaching that they get. It's, it's great teaching. But the funny thing about all of it is it has the same level of cynicism towards things that if we don't cultivate in humanity, we will die off. Well, just speaking from experience, you know, I, maybe it was just the circles I ran in or the people I was maybe not just hearing, but like actually listening to and paying attention to and putting a stake in what they said. A lot of people told me, oh, you know, you can have your career and you can have your family and you can have both, which is very true. However, you know, I know in my head, as I've gotten older, I started to weigh things like the financial security of certain situations, which I'm, I'm just saying, like those are thoughts that I wouldn't have considered maybe when I was 21. But now as you get older and you start that, that pushes things off further and further. And, you know, you've also got a generation that's told, you know, recessions around the corner. You're never going to be able to buy a house. You're going to be living in an apartment and in debt for the rest of your life. You're Why? Called, but but I'm saying some people take that and it's the forefront of their mind until by the time for a lot of people, it's either sadly too late for them to have like a very, you know, <laughs> traditional biological situation in creating a child. Or by that point, it's even cost prohibitive because they can't afford in vitro or, or adoption or so, anything like that. So again, so. this goes back to where my frustration comes from because those things don't happen in a closed off box. They're decisions, they're conscious decisions. Most of these things made by people our age or older are consciously decided. Well, why, also, like, why, like for example, we talk about cost prohibitive for a child. Why is a stroller $500? Why? They're more than that. Okay, yeah, so my question, yeah. why? Why is it that much? Because your cost? I can't imagine the cost to make the stroller is $400. I can't imagine it's $20. Maybe well, 25? Well, so so my my question being is depends look, on the stroll you're getting, but yes, I, does I, it though? Because we talk about the De Beers Corporation, right? We talk about diamonds. We've mentioned this before briefly. De Beers Corporation is full of shit. Diamonds not worth what they claim it to be worth. They are very abundant. So worth what you're willing to pay for it, though, it's a control yeah, but, but, of supply and demand. Is what yeah, that but is. control of supply and demand is all dictated off someone. As we, it's common sense. Someone else's decision. But why? You get what I'm if, saying? If you if you have, let's just let's just do the analysis. 1950. I don't know what the United States was, but it was probably, I don't know, three and a half children, something like that. Let's just guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's say three for sake of numbers. And and now it's 1. I think 6 is the number. 1. 1. 1.4, 1. 1.6, something like that. One and, one and a half children. And so if, if you want to get a stroller and you want to make them cheaply as a manufacturer, the more people buying them, the more you can make the less you can spend on raw materials and the less you can sell it for. Mm-hmm. But if, if you have half, literally less than half of the available market, you can raise the price. There's also, so I mean, you can control it, that market. Yeah. So it's, it's legal, modern monopolization of a that, product. Yeah. But that happens all the time. 
And I don't you think just use the diamond thing. That's perfect. For I don't you. think that's, that's so, segmented just to like baby thing. No, no I, I understand. It's not. Well, I mean, you could say about the housing industry. I mean, look, we, we, we come from California. California is a wonderful place to live. There is no reason why an average house there is $800,000. You can't give me a viable reason. People say, oh, you want to move there? Maybe. But that doesn't mean that the house is worth that much. It is 100% the manipulation. Just it's like worth with, what the market bears. Yeah, but that comes back to the stock that issue with AMC. It. It's a manipulation for greed. I'm just saying, though. Yeah, it's, but, it's, but, yeah, it's but, what but, the market bears. Yeah, and the if market is controlled. No, the market's controlled. I, I don't argue that. I don't argue so, that at so, all. So the whole thing is, if it's controlled, it's controlled by somebody. Okay, then let's go back to the population thing. Mm-hmm. Is it controlled? The answer is and, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. From education. By, all over the place, yeah. just in different ways. Mostly what? education, but yeah. yeah. So if you if you have, uh, let's uh, in obviously Bale, you'll have to jump in here and steer me in a different direction if I'm off base on thinking this way. Because my perspective is is that if if you were a female 30, 40 years ago, and you, you were in a rural setting around all those things, and here's an example: Iran back in in 1960, I believe it was. They, the average uh, woman in Iran had a like nine months worth of education mm-hmm. and like seven children. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Today they have three and a half years of education mm-hmm. and two and a half children. Mm-hmm. And I, I have these numbers down. I may be off a little bit, but the discrepancy is like that. So there's a direct correlation between, and, and uh, Wolf mentioned a, a second ago, there's, there's this choice that occurs and it's it's capturing um it's capturing the ability to manage your own life in the past in this country and in a lot of others still today a woman doesn't have choice no from a religious standpoint from a a, even a secular standpoint with the society they live in they don't have a choice their job because of their biological differences was to have a bunch of kids Mm mm-hmm and, and I was, don't think that's right, but that was the reality. And it was the reality that most marriages, I expect, were transactions not of love, but of necessity financially and to create a family. To create generational and wealth and farms and land. I'm not and even else. making a hot take on that. My point is, these days, I don't know what the stat is for you know the average 30-year-old in America, but... A lot of them aren't married, no. and that was not the case in 1950. Um, you know, but see that 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 actually goes to a point, and we're going to bounce around a little bit. But that goes to a point about uh, Asia versus Western countries too. Well, I, Asia has a bigger problem, Southeast Asia in particular, than anywhere probably in the world as far as this this right. is concerned. Yeah, same yeah. with I mean, Japan has a shrinking population. Well, as you well. can Japan you can, is the worst. They, they lost six hundred fifty thousand people well, in twenty twenty one. So non COVID. So again, this 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 my my overarching question for all this is where do these things come from? They don't occur in a vacuum, right? Well, and I so also, look, I come from a li- religious background. Bo, I know you come from a religious background. Jen, oh, shit, I've done this multiple times. Okay. Beowulf, I know you've come from a religious background to some degree. My question is, where where do these positions come from? Because I, like, I didn't wake up one day and th- think, you know what? 
I'll, I'll tell you procreation where. and a having a family has, makes no sense. I don't. I did a never. A woman has control of her own life these days, and they didn't well, but, in but the past. He, but here's the thing: is I don't think that by having that, even though that is the case, and I think that's the responsibility. I don't think if that happened in a vacuum. I don't think by having that, that's the nature of that occurrence. So, for example, if there wasn't some sort of uh, push, because that's what I see it as. I see it as a push because I got that push as well. If there isn't some sort of push to move in a direction for most young women and for most young men, then they don't do anything. They go on their own path. If you get pushed in a direction by someone who you trust, who's older than you, who has more life experience than you, and they advise something that you think is viable, like, I don't know, giant candy bowls of condoms in college, then uh, then of course you wouldn't think having a family or continuing, I don't know, the human race would make much sense. Well, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry I'm taking such a, like, a very hyperbolic position on this but that's what all the decisions point to but is it, it points that, to it's always happened it has not always happened no <laughs> a, a, a self-hatred of a no, humanity no. it's not about self-hatred mm. I, I mean it's mm. probably somewhat like that i mean there can pieces of that mm. but i what your point was is that people are following the advice of elders yeah normally elder advice should is in supposedly most of the time historically in the best interest of the people that come after them supposedly okay until now okay but it, again it's not ubiquitous not everybody that's older than of you course, thinks yeah. you should have not. no kids not everybody that it, thinks you're older than you thinks you should have any not, kids that's not the argument i'm making what the argument is whose voice is being listened to mm -hmm. that's the argument which goes right back to what we talked about before the communication the uh, the dis dissemination of information, the platforms, what are they saying? What are they doing? And what decisions are being uh, created into policy and regulation that push these agendas? And we can go back. We can we could go right to Margaret Sanger. One hundred percent. I mean, th yeah. that that is one of the primary pivotal figures in the history of the United States that brought down the number of. Of kids being born in this specifically, country. specifically within the minority community, specifically within the minority community, right? And it, it, which that's a whole eugenics as a proxy, thing. yeah, as a proxy affected everyone else. And for anyone not knowing who Margaret Sanger is, she's the founder of Planned Parenthood. I specifically have a bias against her. I thank God that she's, uh, I think she's no longer alive. Oh no, she's um, gone. Thank God. Um, but with that being said, the unfortunate reality is sometimes the people who create things that they say happen to be in your best interest also can also turn out to be incredibly evil. Um, Margaret Sanger happened to be one of those people. She believed in eugenics. She believed in the uh, the calling of a specific population, which uh, over the last 60 years has that has effectively come to fruition. Um, and she also believed that certain people who have disabilities shouldn't exist. So I happen to not like her very much. And if you don't know who she is, but you're a champion of Planned Parenthood, do your research. All right. That's a pretty hot take. Yeah. It's not a hot take. But it's history. You, you know, what's interesting is that it, you, you mentioned contraception earlier. We just talked about Rob, or Robert Sanger. Who knows what Margaret. she identifies that today. Mm -hmm. But but uh, hopefully there was, a, there was part of uh, the, the, the book Empty Planet, which is John John uh, Edison. Edison? Edison? And uh, Daryl Bricker. Yeah. yeah. Very good read. Very interesting. Very, very in their demographic kind of people. And they, they did a hell of a lot of research and dug into the numbers and came up with a very viable argument in behalf of their idea that the population is declining and that it will reach maybe 9 billion max by half, halfway into this, this century. But they told a little story in their book about being down in Brazil because Brazil has, you'd think Latin America actually has 
population, at least replacement population. And the idea of replacement population is two, about 2.1. So for every, every, um, every woman in the world to replace the population that is currently existing, not to grow it, not to shrink it, they're to have 2.1 kids. The, the point one is to make up for those that either don't want to have or can't have kids, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in, in Brazil, it's 1.8. And one of the things that's happened there is that electricity has gone to the slums there. You're right. Which, which you turn around, and maybe you saw this too. Maybe you saw a little uh, nugget on this too. But they make the argument that because of that, there are groups of females now that will gather not necessarily in every you know shack up in, in the slums there in Brazil, and there's a name favelas I think. Fa- yeah, yeah. La- favela is favelas. I'm pretty La sure favelas. it's favelas. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll gather and they'll watch the the Latin soap operas, mm-hmm. where they see women that are you know making a lot of money, living a different lifestyle, making decisions that are empowered in a different way, shape, or form. Now that doesn't mean they don't get pregnant. Right. Right. They're in the same kind of machismo society that a lot of Latin countries are in today and, mm-hmm. and a lot of Catholics as well. So yeah. they, so, but what happens apparently is they'll go to the doctor to have their first kid at age 19, which is apparently the normal age to have your first kid there. And while they're there, because of modernized, socialized medicine down there, uh, which is very poor, the doctor will say, well, while I'm in there, I can do a tubal ligation. Because the woman is saying, I only really want to have this one kid. Mm-hmm. Really? Why do they do that? Back to your point. Because the doctors get paid more to do that by the government. And the government is run by a very specific demographic of people. It's not run by 30-year-olds. <laughs> it's not run by 20-year-olds. It's not run by 40-year-olds. Same with America. Look, I I would bet. I, Beowulf, I would give you $1 million. $1 million if you could find... A percentile somewhere, somewhere in leadership positions in this country in which the person is not older than 40 as a majority. A percentile? Yeah. So, for example, if you you could find an an industry, if you could find an industry where someone is either the CEO, the president, the politician, or some impactful level of influence that is not specifically over 40 well, years old there is there is a assumed time period so of of getting mm-hmm. understanding about whatever subject we're talking about having a resume advanced supposedly yeah. i mean that, that, that's, okay. but that's imposed it never has always been like that it hasn't i think it's imposed from logic standpoint mm, not necessarily if, if you want yeah it does you, you don't Come, see, this is a problem. I, I talked about this in a different podcast amount. A lot of kids come out of college today and they want to skip over all the blocking and tackling and go right into a position of leadership within a company. That's not the argument I'm making. It is. No, it's not. Sure the it argument is. I'm making is most people right now are currently in a specific demographic over the age of 40 in leadership positions. And those very same people across multiple industries are not willing to relinquish in some level that is reasonable to the individuals belief beneath them to Nobody's learn in those industries. To relinquish but that's not, then you're just, that's but, normal life. So, so but and now we're just making we're just making the well okay, but anyone's not willing to do that. They of course no one's human willing to do nature. that. It shouldn't be. 
And in most instances, it's not. If you look what at this, if, this uh, what was the name of them? If you look uh, at tribal if culture, you, if, you, if you look at tribal culture, they were willing to teach. If you can't retire anymore at a but, certain but age, not, then of course you're not going to really. Well, in retirement age, you're going to go up. Can it's you have not? to? Well, it's only it does. It only has to because the whole idea behind all that wasn't worked on for forty or fifty no, years. No, the only reason it has to is because the aging population is now the demographic that's the the volume of population the increase. Idea that supplemented that idea of Medicare and Medicaid was not worked on for 50 years. That's my point. Uh, Medicare and Medicaid is a giveaway. Yeah, I'm not saying that. It was not not adjusted. It was not in any way changed to account for the fact that we're going to have more people who are going to be older retiring sooner. Well, they just raised it. Oh, yeah, they just raised it now. Now. I mean, like this is this is my whole thing is I get I understand it's human nature. It shouldn't be human nature. Look, the whole idea behind a successful civilization is that we learn from our mistakes. We should learn from our mistakes. And when it comes to certain things, when it comes to Medicare, when it comes to Medicaid, and when it comes to certain things, specifically in relation to my my challenge to find a population in some industry that is uh, under the age of 40 that has some level of influence, that actually has some level of competence. And maybe there is one. I could be wrong. I'm kind of bullshitting here. With that being said, the only reason I'm bringing it up is because as I've made speculative observations in other episodes, the door is being closed and the shrinking population is a byproduct of that because you can't re bring back a shrinking population when one or two generations decide to, I don't know, listen to you. You can't just formulate that. The numbers outweigh the, the expectation. If you, if we're at 1.5, why did you listen? I didn't. My, when I say so, I, why did your generation listen? I don't know. Should we just not listen to the people that According protect to us? you? Yeah. I mean, well, that, but that's, they're, they're only going to be good up until but, the age of 40. And then it's Logan's runtime, man. Just shoot them off. To the, that's not <laughs> what I'm suggesting. See, this is this is where look, this is. This is why I get up in arms about this, because for, for most of the millennial existence, we've had to deal with the fact that we've been told we don't work and we have to be like, OK. But then when it comes back to some level of every generation, we've been told they don't work. Hell yeah. Every generation's parents told them the story that it was harder for so. them than it is for you. I think it's, I think, I think that's I the case. I mean, you see that now with millennials talking about Gen Z. It's just now I think I think millennials felt it the hardest because we were we were aware of all this the same time social media and the internet was blaring it in our faces every second of the day. We're brought up in the most wealthiest period of time to be a child. And we're put in a situation where the game is already lost. Statistically, not saying things can't change, not saying we can't change the boat, but we make this argument of, well, if we all drive a Prius, climate change will no longer exist. Not making the argument in favor of climate change. You know my position on that. Not saying I'm against it. Just speculative of some of the arguments politically. With that being said, some of these things are irreversible. You can't just be like, well, yeah, if you try hard enough, you guys can make up. Like, no, you can't. You feel, this you population like, thing is not reversible. I, I don't think. I, I don't believe it is. I don't think it is either. Like, that's the problem. So th- this is where it's like kind of like, okay, so the AI argument, this is my speculation. This is my observation for the next 20 years. There's going to be such a decrease in population by the time you and I are in our 50s and 60s that we're going to need to depend on artificial intelligence to make up that gap. Mm-hmm. Artificial intelligence is going to realize that humans are inferior and evil and they're going to wipe us out. <laughs> Boom. Problem done. That's pleasant. Well, yeah, it's by either, that point, well, they won't have to if, well, we, if we keep well, stop having yeah. children. Then so it doesn't matter. That's what I mean. Is that's how it will yeah. be wiped but, out? But then you say stuff like that, and why on earth would you want to have a kid? 
to be raising that. See, that's that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You have enough people like that saying stuff like that, and they're like, "Well, you I know, don't want to raise a kid know, honestly, in a world like that." Honestly, having a child today is kind the of best a lifestyle to choice. I, I hate to say it that way, but that's kind of what it is. No, you're I mean, entirely right. And, and, I, and, so go ahead. No, I, I just I'm just saying that. I I would love grandchildren. But this is not this is not me getting online and stating that very firmly. No, I, well, I'll tell you, but it's right now that uh, based off of my world perception, uh, unless I'm broken, <laughs> oh, geez. hopefully that'll be a future event. Oh. <laughs> anyway, my my point is that this is. This is coming, you know me. I always go back to this economic thing. This is this is a matter of economy. Yeah. If if we had if we had some kind of apocalyptic event and the urban centers were blasted into non-existence, we all had to grow up on, you know, our own farms and you know shoot each other for space and and grow in little tribes again and everything. Soylent you would see kids coming back like you wouldn't believe. But it's not going to get. Mm-mm. It's not going to get to this population that we have not today. Anymore. Anymore. I, oh yeah, I hope it never happens. You know, but. part of, part of it is like, and this might just be me, so take this with a grain of salt. But like in the world of social media, and I mean, it's so funny thinking about it. Like Kylie Jenner was 18 years old when she had her first child. I think like 18, maybe 19. You, young. Know, you know what quote. everyone said? What? Well, she's too young. Irresponsible. Well, right. And and I think she has two kids now. So, mm-hmm. but I, that was the first, like one of the first times in my adult life where I like sort of was kind of aware that, oh, I guess it's not that weird to be in your, she was 18. And I'm like, however old I was, 22 or 23 at the time. Like, I guess it's not that weird to be having a kid that age. And at the time before that, I just thought it was crazy. And now there are more and more celebrities that are having like really, really big celebrities. I feel like more and more of them are having kids. And I think that is putting this, cause there's a lot of talk about this online. People talk about this all the time and whether, um, you know, young moms and, and a lot of them, you know, a lot of them unmarried. So, so a lot of people raising their, their child as a single mom or even a single dad. And I don't know. It's almost like a trend. Like it's trendy. Yeah. Because most of society struggles with soft narcissism. But then you also see, again, I'm just going to use Kylie Jenner as an example because she's a good one. You know, she's got all the help in the world in every way you can possibly think of to be an 18 year old with two kids. You know, what are her, her, her biggest problems are keeping their face off the internet, which she doesn't do. So, I mean, like, so here's, here's the, the here's the problem that again, I, I I hate coming back to all this because it seems like it's a, uh, like I'm kicking up, I'm just beating a dead animal and it's just, it's sitting there and it's going, no, it's episode 69. Why are you getting so, you're very aggressive. So aggressive today. It's 69. Why are you doing that? I said, I wouldn't do this again. I lied. Um, (laughs) I guess my whole thing is I remember from almost every single person that I knew, every single person, don't have kids prior to, you know, being married or being of a certain age. And if you do have kids, they're really, really hard to deal with. And you're going to stay up all the time. You're not going to get any sleep. And it's just going to be really hard. So you've got to be really prepared. 
same thing with college. If you don't go to college, you're going to die on the side of the road in front of a, in front of a, a Denny's or a Waffle House. And you'll sit there. You'll sit there and someone will walk out of the Waffle House and you'll smell the sweet waffles and the food. And they'll be like, order up, get your food. And you'll be like, I'm dying. Like, that's the message that I got from almost everybody I knew that was not, I don't know, a teenager. So my whole frustration, and I'm not going to say it again, but my, my observation here is that it just seems quite odd. Because I get your point. Having a kid will be really, really tart. Really tart. Really tart. <laughs> really tart. Uh, there's a, that's gonna, gonna not say that. Uh, real hard. Again, though, it actually isn't really hard because we're at a time in human history where the child is likely to live more so at any point in time in human history. And, and right. that, that actually goes to part of the reason our population exploded the way it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you had all at the numbers, right? the birth of, you know, like TB vaccine. Jesus. And then you oh, had, oh, wait, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You, you said, had, birth, you said, no, birth I mean, like vaccines, hospitals, advancements, yes. medical advancements, you had longevity it, it, advancing like crazy. So then why I was mean, the they, narrative to shut everything down? What? Oh, because, you mean because people don't look at ago? numbers, right? And they pendulum slings. Well, no, I don't know. Like no, no, no. I'm not talking back in the day. No, no, no. I'm not talking shut everything down as in two years ago. I'm talking about shut everything down as as in having kids. Right. Because that was very much a narrative. Well, now. It was. Because, because Honestly, if they start looking at this curve, they can't get away from looking at it. Well, so we're just they not, think it's, I mean, it goes back to Malthusian. Malthusian. Yeah. Malthusian yeah. principle was that, that you expand geometrically. Right. So you, you get on this, this rise and you keep having kids at the same rate. It just keeps going up like well, this. Isn't that the inverse of the lump fallacy in which... Oh, actually, no, it's the lump fallacy is what that is. They think there's not enough space left, so we can't build up. So so the, this the, comes back to the fucking bo- Marxism. The bottom line is it's all about what's your birth rate, what's your death rate, okay? Birth rate and death rate were always like in competition with each other. And these Malthusian crises would come along and war would happen, a disease would happen, and famine would happen, and it would knock something off kilter. Birth rate, death rate, birth rate, death rate. The real question, though, and then is, what happened? What's your body count? <sighs> okay. <laughs> so, so what ends up happening is all this technology, all this civilization, all this urbanization starts to occur. All for all the reasons we were talking about a little earlier: empowerment, education, all this kind of thing. I'm, I'm telling you. No, you I, agree at, you. And, I agree so with you. I agree with you. So the population just... started to decline. And the age of people started to advance. I, you well, know, well, it's, it's, it's so you I, see obvious. all these, you talk about urbanization, you see like housing, for example, like apartments and stuff like that. They're, they're building vertically now. They're, they're even doing with like warehouses and stuff. They're building up instead of out. Because well, it's because we think China make, is going to be the future, which they could be. They're trying to maximize the amount of space in an urban area. Per is China. what they're trying to do. Yeah. But then you look at like, have you seen that really tall? I think it's, is either in New York or in Los Angeles. There's like this really brand new tall building that's supposed to be an apartment complex. Epstein oh, have, you, have you read about the line? The line. In, yes, in, in Dubai. In Dubai? Oh, yeah. They want right. to have this the, vertical yeah. kind of city. Yeah. 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 But, all those things are very futuristic. Very, dystopian. Let me stop you for one second. What's the most populous city in the world? Mexico City. No. No? no. It's in China. No. No, it's in India. No. City. Um, city. It's not Mexico City. I'm pretty no, sure it's, it's in India. Mexico City is huge geographically. Uh, it's either in China, or Tokyo. India. Oh, Tokyo. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Look yeah, it up. Japan. Look it up. Make sure I'm right. Uh, I think it's Make sure China. I'm right. Look up the population of Tokyo. In the city. The city of Tokyo. Okay. 
That is a vertical city. It is also right. one of the least. It's also one that has perhaps the one of the worst population replacement numbers in the whole world is Japan. Mm-hmm. Because you said they lost age, 600, age, 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 600,000 last year, 650,000 last year. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a huge number. Yeah. And, and the other part of this is that Japan, China, Korea, mm, Southeast Asia, damn. Taiwan, all that kind of thing. It's Tokyo. Thank you very much. Like, the second one, the much. second one was Delhi. Mexico City's number five. So I was more right than you were. Oh, well. So, so a lot of these, a lot of these places in Southeast Asia are, are incredibly xenophobic. They don't want. What do you mean? They don't want immigrants. What are you talking? They about? want to be one what? what block, one edifice of of what? whatever their nation that, is. Correct. Right. That breaks my what? In, what? That breaks it, my brain. Exactly. It, but it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. So. Now, you look at places like the United States and Canada, and whether you agree with putting a wall up or well, taking it down or any of that kind of stuff. Too. Yeah, we're xenophobic, too. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. that's another story. Our entire population but, is based on other cultures, and, but we're xenophobic. Personally, you know how I am on immigration. I think it should be legal and fair and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you should be looking for the best of the best to come in and fill the gaps yeah. that, that are needed in a society that's growing in, in hugely wealthy, because mm-hmm. that's what we are. Yeah. We're by far the wealthiest per capita country oh, yeah. in the world. GDP. Right? Yeah. Far, yeah, as far as GDP Still far right. above China, even though Way people far. say they're closing in, well, they're still they're far behind. They're closing in because they have 1.6 billion people. Right, right, right. They're still so far they're, behind, well, though. Per GDP, and yeah, per GDP, they're nowhere close to This us. year, no. actually, I think they're, this was a drop for them. Pretty sure this oh, year. Yeah, well, look at well, all the shutdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be. It, it, it is predicted yeah. in in the book, the empty, uh, empty the Bible, in the empty Bible. Earth book, or what was it called? Empty Earth, uh, empty, empty world, empty world, uh, empty planet. Uh, yeah, there you empty go. Yeah. It, they're predicting that number one, uh, um, uh, India, which is basically a replacement mm-hmm. birth, two point one, will be 2.3. by far the highest population by the end of the century, in China. In the United States, will be actually kind of close, close to each other. Oh, nice! You, you have a well, one-child policy for twenty-five years, and then they just threw it only, away. Only, yeah. Not only that, think about the 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 psychology of that from the families that were there. Oh, crazy. because I'll tell you what they did is they kept having kids and aborting them until they got the male they wanted. Yeah. So they went from a one hundred and five to a hundred ratio between men and women babies, male male and female babies. To one twenty five to one hundred, that's a lot. Twenty five percent increase at the same time that they disbanded all this all this birth rate, mm-hmm. and they so, don't want any immigrants. So what we do is we fill the gap by by bringing in immigrants to fill the gap between our one point four or one point six rate yeah. and in what we need, which is basically two. Right. We should like merge and create like a American. China country what, that's what, on top um, of each other. What's that mo- not movie? That TV show called where like the whole premise is that Germany the U.S. Won. Yeah, Germany won in the oh, World that War was uh, the high the high the high tower, man in the high tower or high castle, man in the high tower. And the whole premise is like the West Coast is Japan ruled, and then the the East Coast is German well, ruled that of the United States. That happened in an alternate universe. That's true. Well, on this one, it happened. Yeah, and that, this one—it's—it's it's, uh, just the only reason we don't think that it happened is because we haven't quite yet suffered from uh, the uh, Mandela effect to the level gotcha. of extent that other people have. I just remind me that, but I—I I just think, yeah, that when did they throw out ZPG? I can't remember. 
they got rid of that like literally five years ago, maybe. ZPG. Zero population growth rule in China. Oh, it was like, no, uh, it was like it's a few years ago. Three, it was two or three but years ago. But they're now, now they're doing the opposite. They're paying. To get which, 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 by the way, statistically doesn't yeah. work. Well, you know, you remember during the Olympics, there was this big deal where, where some, and I don't remember the, the, there was some woman that got her, her voice out there that had been, or maybe it was someone voicing for her that had been quote unquote Shanghai'd for lack of a better way to, there's an old story of why that term came about. It had nothing to do with, with really China. The, the term Shanghai is an old term Movie? where people would knock people out in bars in the United States and all over the world and steal them to, to go onto boats to cross into the Orient and other places to be pirates and other things. That's how you got Shanghai. Wow. That's a total aside. Okay. Garbage in, garbage out. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but this, this woman was basically taken into a, uh, kind of a slavery ring in China so human specifically traffic. to have children. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's made not a big deal that, that, that well, we've got it backwards. Everywhere. Yeah. We got it backwards here in the United States. There's a few words there. If you flip around, it makes more sense for us. But in China, they, you guys aren't picking up one. No, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know if I want to. But, well, Children rings to you know, Epstein uh, Island time. Well, yeah. the bottom line is human trafficking, sex trafficking. Those are, those are common, unfortunately, here in the United States too. In in more insidious ways, I would imagine it's less on your face, and more I, you have to actually look into what's I, going on. I think on, the but. I think the real insidious nature, even though that is yes, very insidious. I think the real insidious nature is uh, the the message that I'm putting down. I think that's the most insidious nature of all of it, because it, <laughs> these these are these are hard ingrained. It's like it's like it's like if I sit down with somebody like who comes from a really bad like background theologically, and they go the exact opposite direction and I tell them that you're just doing the same thing. It's really hard to remove that splinter from somebody. And a lot of these viewpoints that we're criticizing that I specifically am criticizing are very impossible to remove from the culture that we live in because they're ingrained in the culture. They are part of the culture. I just, I just to piggyback off something that you said a long time ago. Oh, well, no, it, it connects to what you're saying too, but oh. I'm, I'm the, Damn. The, my contribution has been, it's been, it's been declined. It's connected to both. It's been, but you had said earlier that this is a time in history where more than ever women can make a decision about children. And, um, so that's one thing. And I think that's fine. There's, there's, there's people where I'm thinking you've, maybe you shouldn't have had a kid because you're like, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But um, also there's a time where a lot of women, at least just speaking from my experience, there's both, but there's women who get to a point where they can't have children anymore and they wish they did. Mm. And so you have these two glaring things. You have the choice where some women are like, I didn't want a kid, I whatever. And that's great. That's fine. Whatever. And then you have another group of people who, Unfortunately, they get to a point where they, they literally can't anymore or it's unsafe or it's very difficult or they can't find a viable partner that they trust to have a kid with anymore. I think I think you said it a little earlier that that there's there's a, a this is aside from what I talked about in the favelas down in Brazil. 19, you know, I think most people uh, that are urbanized, educated women and they should have the power. I mean, it's it's their their body, right? Mm -hmm. And this is not an argument on that whole Dobbs row. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about just 
conscious decision making. General right. humanism. So, so people want to be able to have control over creating at least the start of, if not a full career, to contributing financially to the family or to their own personal economic growth. It can be a lot of having a house or having financial security with the apartment or, or looking at the overall nest egg they have to, to finance a kid in the first place. I know that sounds very odd, but yeah, you got to finance a kid. Mm-hmm. So they wait. Yeah. Well, the longer you wait, the less opportunity for multiple children you have, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. So the demographic will absolutely change. I mean, the worldwide population in 1950, the average age was 25. And now it's 85. <laughs> now, this is a horrible stat because you think the United States is, I think the, you know, the median age is now 70-something years old, high 70s. It's now 33 mm. in the world. Hmm. Where is the it? average age in, in China, like death, death age, yeah. is 40 years old. Yeah, so America's like in the 70s, right? High 70s or, yeah, 78, 79, something like that. What are we going to do with all of these massive Which is the homes? economic problem. What in God's name? Hopefully we get to snatch one up for, no, for nothing. No, no, I, I don't want no. that. No, look. No, I look, know what you're uh, saying. Uh, it's a joke. I'll tell you what you're going to do with them. Burn them. No. You're, yes. It's a supply and demand thing again. We, we're going to go back. I, I hear stories from my dad who just had his birthday today. Happy yes, birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. And he tells stories about when his... Uh, uh, grandmother used to have a house and her and her husband lived in it. Their, their children on one side, my dad's parents and he and his sister, and th- there's going to be these family because that's what's going to have to happen Yeah, to support. It's all, Just you know, it's already happening. It's already happening. I, I mean, it, I, truly. And I, I say this with, with all the respect in the world. I think him and I are the only people in our friend group who actually live on our own these days. It will happen. They're, they're all either have, that's, most of them live with their family still. And that, I, I'm not even begrudging that. I'm just saying that's definitely the norm these that days. That will happen if their parents own a home. If their right. parents don't own a home, it won't happen. And statistically... <laughs> I have to imagine it doesn't seem to be going in that direction. See, see, this is again, guys. Like, this, this just, this, wait, wait a sec. This is why I get so, 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 like, wrapped up in this because everyone has this innate desire. Everyone, and I don't just mean everyone. I mean everyone here as well. We have this innate desire to look at something like climate change, like it's going to end us all. And everyone goes, well, yeah, obviously we're going to die from climate change, of course. Or, yeah. or something like World War III, as if that's going to be the end of humanity. Or something like overpopulation, as if that's going to be the end of humanity. I know none of us here believe all this. But with that being said, most people believe these things. But yet when someone comes in and says, yeah, most people are not going to be able to own a house. That's too cynical? Like, like I, I don't understand. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm from, maybe I am an alien. Maybe I am an alien and my tendrils have gone too deep and I just it, don't understand because yeah. it, it it seems like the perceptions here, like, look, if, if I were a different person, if I chose to be a different person and I could have kids, if I could have kids, you know what would be interesting is my decision would not be to not have kids. I, maybe I'm just broken like that. Maybe that's what well, it is. I know it's a weird position to take. Remember, we're coming. Well, 
the perspective you're I can identify. To from you this. better be careful. I can identify. I'll destroy your <laughs> argument right now. Well, I'm just I'll saying. I'll do it on air. You and I, for example, are a married couple with no children. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about that? We've been married for over a year. <laughs> just calling us out in this whole conversation. I you know, your your mother and have I were never. Married we for also a year. own a home. I've mother never. Mother and I were married for a year. You. Arrived. So, so I don't so know what's why, our responsibility wait, wait, you asked me here, this question. Wolf. Let me answer. Um, uh, I am a virgin. Oh <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so uh, look, play that look, music look, again, look. Then. So look, so look. Not that music. I was going to mention the other. Music. It is very complicated. You're going to stay a virgin. The with algorithm that, uh, statistics music. in favor of me being a virgin, as opposed to me not being a virgin, are inconclusive. No one knows. So, with that being said, to answer your question. That's it. Yeah, that's that's literally. I have no other answer for that. I don't know. Look, I I get that I have a habit of being a Debbie Downer, specifically on this topic, but I would align myself with one of the greatest minds alive today, but also someone I'm incredibly skeptical of, Mister Musk. One because I wonder what his actual Musk is. Like, what does it smell like? And two, uh, also, I I tend to think that individuals like Bill Gates and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. and, and Biden and Trump and uh, Almo and Mickey Mouse. Um, all of them have alternative motives and all of them want to say certain things in certain moments, in certain lights to get a certain view from the populace so they can continue acting in the ways that they always have by sacrificing children and drinking their blood under <laughs> Disney Castle, under Disney Castle, while Mickey Mouse dances and strip teases them uh, with goofy and uh, strangely enough, also all of DreamWorks because Disney owns them now. You too. you know what I think the moral of this whole thing is. You want to know? Bull, we're leaning on you as the baby boomer here to get a ranch in Wyoming oh and put us all on it and funnel. I'll just I'll just go out on the ranch and find a field to stand in and. Just yeah, there's lots of space <laughs> out there. The it's not even gonna be a house. It's just gonna be a it's ranch that has a giant field. Just take and a couple houses. No houses. Yeah, exactly. We show up. Everyone's From like, different states. Wow, this is so pretty. Like you can see for miles and miles. What are you gonna build here? Nothing. I'm just gonna, I'm stand, just gonna stand in just the field. Gonna stand here. We're gonna live in tents. Be like Red Dead Redemption too. Bottom line is, I think we are we are pro safe population growth. Unfortunately. It seems like the rest of the world isn't on board Look, with that. We're pro, unless you're Elon Musk and you just we're pro children here. You just impregnate your uh, your uh, coworkers. Yeah, <laughs> which he has done. Why do you have to shame his name like that? Sorry, Mister Musk. So what, what sorry. Is he, what is his natural scent? Is it like a oil from a Tesla? Well, you know they they say, Teslas run on oil. They <laughs> say that. Uh, most of the world's population is either related to Constantine, no Charlemagne, 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 Genghis or Khan. Genghis Khan. Genghis That's Khan. right. Wait, didn't we trace it back to Charlemagne? Yeah. Wait. Yeah, wait. our uh, our lineage. Yeah. Wow, if, you guys are so special. French noble. By the time it got to us, there was no money left. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, we didn't inherit anything <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> except that's, his good name. Yeah, I'm a peasant. I don't know where I come from. No. I'm like, a, I'm like, what's You're his name? One from, of the serfs. I'm like one of his name from Titanic. What's his yeah. name from Titanic? Jack. Yeah, you're Jack. Uh, yeah, you're Jack. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, move over. Anything else? 
anything else to tie into this? Uh, I feel like it's been a very Look, aggressively depressing on, show. Honestly, the, the 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 thing that brought this into focus for me was was really the economic part of this. You've got to your point, Wolf. You've got most of the people making the the regulations and laws and decisions, not just in this country but around the world, are of the same demographic that's getting older and older and older that want to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. And they always push all their debt down to the the following generations and then expect those generations to support them. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen this time. Mm. It can't. We're out of the ability to do that. So something's got to change. And I think I know what that is. I think we, I have the answer. We round them all up into a giant bowl. <laughs> we pour pudding on them. <laughs> All of them. And then we move them into a giant oven and we make souffle. No. Just kidding. What's your we option? Don't. Joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. We We still pour pudding on them though. We they learn like pudding. I like pudding. We learn to take the process and find the right path to reach longevity escape velocity. That's what we need. Yeah. Mm. Longevity escape velocity. Because then we live forever. He's referencing, he's referencing Elysium. a future episode. My response to that is just wait till AI, wait till we have a fully sentient female AI. Isn't oh, that the problem will be solved. We can make kids indefinitely at that point. And then humans and oh, then, women then, go, then, men and women then go out of existence. What's the good of being a woman anyway? Yeah. We're no longer needed. You can identify as Jackifer. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah. You can get real jacked. Take some... You know, <sighs> some enhancements, bench anyway. 350 pounds, squat 800. Uh, that is the episode. It was a strange one. It was a fun one. Uh, in a future episode, we will be talking about longevity, escape velocity, velocity. Let's uh, a tongue twister. Say it three times fast. Um, if you like what you hear, if you like what you saw, if you tolerated my um, my temper tantrums, uh, then go ahead, please uh, give us a follow on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube. We have shows every week. And if you like what you hear, go ahead and leave us, leave us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major listening platforms. If no one has anything to say, then please forever hold your peace. Peace. Holded. 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 Okay, cool. Well, that's it. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Wolf and Bull podcast with your host, the Wolf and Bull. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all of the latest from the Wolf and Bull, you can tune in via our weekly episodes available on nearly every major listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at the Wolf and Bull. You can follow us on YouTube at the Wolf and Bull podcast and at our website, thewolfandbull.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.